welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. President Trump has vowed to fight every congressional subpoena. His lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, claims there's no basis for the subpoenas. I mean, you can only go so far in harassing the president without violating the Constitution. They have gone way past that line. Now, President Trump and his children, Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, are suing to stop Deutsche Bank and Capital One from complying with congressional subpoenas targeting his bank records. Joining me is Brad Moss, a partner at Mark Zaid. Brad, in fighting the subpoena, the president's attorneys are basically relying on that term, presidential harassment. Tell us about the claims here by Trump. Yeah, this is very much a political stall tactic and a PR lawsuit, more or less, by the president and his businesses. The the essence of their claim, uh, their defense to the subpoenas and why they're suing you know, places like Deutsche Bank is claiming that the subpoenas are themselves illegal. They don't serve any legislative purpose and therefore have no basis in law. As a you know, substantive matter, will this likely succeed? No. Um, the purpose of the lawsuits, as far as I'm concerned, is to just drag out the process, to delay as long as possible um, the extent to which uh, the different financial institutions will turn over documentation and to elim- or to minimize the possibility of that kind of information coming out in a way that would damage the president politically. But how long can this really be delayed? It'll go to a federal judge who will rule on it and probably issue an injunction. Then it goes to an appellate court, and the Supreme Court will likely, if it's appealed there, take it and expedite it. Yeah, the problem is, you know, unless there is a basis to seek you know, it's you know, immediate preliminary injunction, something along those lines, or a temporary restraining order. Unless there's a way to you know, truly expedite this through the system, it will take several months, if not at least a year or two, for it to work its way through the courts. And that's enough time at least to get the president past uh, the 2020 election, which has got to be his ultimate goal right now is simply to get reelected. So if that is the true purpose of this, they're already, just by mere issue, existence of the lawsuits themselves, they're likely going to push this stuff off. And it becomes a good political uh, tool the president can use. He can show it to his base that he's fighting back against what they view as overreach by the Democrats and what Eric Trump has called, you know, deep state at work. It plays into the political narrative the president pushes and that he'll be using on the campaign trail. Because in the end, they just they don't want to turn over this documentation. Eventually, you know, they'll have to turn over some of it. They're just trying to delay when it comes out. So some of the records are already part of the House's investigation. At that public hearing in February, Michael Cohen issued copies of Trump's financial statements where he claimed that it was inflated to get a loan to uh, place a bid on the Buffalo Bills. And there was that $35,000 copy of a check that Trump wrote to Cohen from his personal checking account with Capital One Financial. So shouldn't those at least be turned over? Well, those, I mean, the the House is already in, you know, receipt of those. The subpoenas are far broader than that, and they're trying to fill in a lot of the gaps. Michael Cohen only had fragments of the record. He only had portions of the information. These subpoenas are going after information along those lines but also in a far broader, more of a counterintelligence aspect. You know, the House Intelligence Committee in particular is worried about exposure the president might have 
to foreign actors due to where his finances are tied up. I mean, the, the bulk of his loans and money is tied up in Deutsche Bank, which is a foreign bank in which has been repeatedly fined over the last few years for serving as a cover for Russian money laundering operations. So there is a concern um, among some uh, Democrats that the president, whether knowingly or unknowingly, is financially exposed to adversarial foreign actors. And that's part of where these subpoenas are going after. And this is only in terms of what the House is going after. This lawsuit does not necessarily address what uh, federal law enforcement authorities may have already sought out from these institutions. What do you believe that uh, Robert Mueller had copies of President Trump's tax returns? I have been very skeptical that Robert Mueller went down that path, if for no other reason than if he had done so. I have to imagine there would have been a legal fight we would have heard about, because that's kind of one of those red lines for the president. Um, I don't necessarily think Robert Mueller ultimately viewed the tax returns as necessary or relevant to the scope of his inquiry. Uh, I think that's more of a likelihood for the Southern District of New York, where there's a lot more uh, inquiries into the president's finances. Uh, the way I viewed the Mueller report reading through it, I ultimately don't think Mueller viewed the president's details of his finances from his tax returns as something that played a role beyond what we know about with Trump Tower Moscow. Now, if prosecutors, let's say the Southern District, requests, subpoenas President Trump's tax returns, let's say, are they likely to get them? Ultimately, in the end, yes. Will he put up a fight without question? And again, there, it's all about a delay tactic. You know, uh, because it was about House, one of the financial committees is asking for a copy of the tax returns. We're almost certainly to hear from Treasury on May 6th that they're not going to turn it over, even though the law doesn't really afford them that discretion. There will be a fight in the courts. The president's goal is to delay it until after November 2020. At that point, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he has lost. He's not going to care because it's not going to matter anymore. And if he has won, there's no re-election fight coming up ahead. There's no real damage that it can pose to him, even if he were to lose on that context. This is all about a delay. All right. Let me ask you this. Is there anything else that the House committees can do? For example, with Steven Mnuchin, there's been talk about even, you know, having him arrested or withholding funding from various, you know, agencies of government in order to get those. Are that is that possible? About a minute here for you to answer. Yeah. I mean, that's more that's more political hyperbole in the end. I've heard some lawmakers talk about that. That's not really going to happen. They're not going to arrest Steve Mnuchin. They're going to hold people in contempt. They're not going to pursue it criminally any more than it was pursued against Eric Holder and the Obama administration. It's going to be a lot of politics that will make for great 30-second ads in November. So all these subpoenas are likely able to be put off past They're 2020. They're pushed off and delayed in terms of their implementation, yes, in the end until after the election, most likely. All right. Thanks so much, Brad. That's Brad Moss. He's a partner at Mark Zaid. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.